This is Money Talks, powered by the Money School, and our aim is to help you become wealthy. Let's get straight into today's show. Welcome back to the next edition of Money Talks, powered by the Money School. We've got Money Coach Gary Kale with us once again. I'm Brad Brown. Thanks so much for joining us. Gary, we published a podcast a good few weeks ago about the impact that uh, employees' money decisions have on employers. And we've got a great question in from Johnson, who says he is an employer. He works in the HR department of his company, and he says they're finding more and more uh, employees getting themselves into financial trouble, and they're picking up garnishy orders. So they they really struggling to to chat to the employees and and obviously get them on the same page because it is a huge huge issue and it affects morale at work what what advice could you give to johnson from that point of view with regards to not necessarily educating the employees but just making sure that that people understand the the impact and the consequences of their financial decisions so brad um, i always recommend that companies use a professional garnishing management service and the reason for that is is that it's fraught. The whole garnishy space is is very controversial, and the first reason is is that you have an employer who has to start making deductions against their employee salary. Now, imagine what happens. You have a, a sheriff of the court who arrives at the reception area and wants to speak to Johnson in this instance, gives him a a text document from the court. It's an order. It's a collection order, which basically says that your employee has not paid some retail or some lender and hasn't paid over a long enough period of time where it's now gone to court, the magistrate has agreed that we can now collect the money from the person's salary. Now, this is the law. This is not the employer making a decision and saying, oh, well, yes, I think he can afford it. Cool, I'll start deducting the money. What basically happens that is, is that Johnson disagrees and says, I'm not going to do the deduction. That sheriff is entitled to take assets from the company. Literally, they could lift a a laptop off the desk and say, I'm taking this for damages and we're going to use this to, to effectively sell and give this to, to the creditor as settlement for the debt. So you have an employee of the company who has to pay. He's got no choice. He's not going to allow somebody to walk in and start taking assets because a staff member is not paying his creditors. Now imagine the, the, the staff member goes and, and will approach Johnson, I can promise you, and say, why are you taking money from my account? You know, I had paid that debt many years ago. What's going on? So now what you have is you have a resource of the company running around trying to see who's telling the truth here. And the reality is, is that uh, the employee may even have paid off the debt, but it may not have been registered and, you know, on the, on the collector's statements. And there's all sorts of, of variables, hundreds of variables that could take place. The other problem is, is that you've got collection attorneys in the market. And I would say that this, there's a really small percentage of them that are like this or collection agents who will take money from people, but will do it in quite an unscrupulous way. So, You've got a lender that, for instance, will go, and I've seen this many times in the market, especially in the, in the government workspace, where somebody will walk in and they've got a, they've got a deduction. They sign a loan with a person. They've got a deduction against the guy's bank account. And, and, and even on the same day, we'll go and take a garnishy order against the person. So now he's collecting from the guy's bank account and he's collecting from the guy's salary. So this causes enormous stress for, uh, for, for these employees. And I can tell you that in, in, in many cases, the, the employees from my experience over many, many years are even having workshops with staff about the garnishes and how they work and, 
and, and the fact that you need to pay them. My experience is, is that they just know that this is one of maybe seven or eight people that they haven't paid. So they're not surprised they've got the garnishy, but they certainly can't afford it once one, two or three garnishes are going off their salaries. And already they got lots of creditors chasing them for money throughout the month. So I always suggest to employers to get a professional garnishing management service in. There's an emol- there's an emolument order, or I should say there's a magistrate, it's called the J65 law, which basically says that if a, if a company, a professional garnishing management company starts managing the garnishes on behalf of a salary, sorry, on behalf of an employer, they can take half of a part of the collection fee. So collecting attorneys take an extra 10% on top of all the interest and costs and everything that's been agreed just for collecting the money. So a professional company could effectively take 5% of the, of the, of the, of the garnishy amount from the payroll. So let's say a, an employer has a hundred staff that have got garnishies. That is an administrative nightmare for some payroll officers to try and work out all these debates and arguments and trying to see if somebody is stealing from their staff or not, or it's honest, is it legal, is it not, should this have already been paid up, um, et cetera, et cetera. It's an enormous amount of work, number one. A professional company would go in and start auditing those garnishes to make sure that there's no funny sort of things happening with regards to the money and that everything is honest and straightforward. They would then also be in a position where they could start taking over almost over the collection process. So what happens is is that many of the professional garnishy companies would send one spreadsheet through to a payroll officer, which they just upload into a payroll system. And instead of having to write out a 100 checks to various different creditors on behalf of the staff, they might just make one payment straight into an account. And so they have a very clean auditing process which goes into their payroll system as well as a very clean payment process which is one payment which often will get reconciled professionally and you have staff payments going off and none of the funny business around the garnishy space in terms of how they're being collected from so an employer is there to make you know to 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 work their business efficiently so that the business can be profitable and focus on the business at hand and not on staff debt and the arguments that are taking place between collecting agents, attorneys, and their staff. So I would always refer to professionals. If anybody is looking for that type of service, they're welcome to contact us at the Money School, and we'll certainly refer them to very credible garnishing management companies that we've had a lot of experience working with. Excellent stuff, uh, Gary. Thank you for that. Johnson, I hope that helps. If you do need any more help, please pop us, in, uh, pop us an email. And, gee, it can become a bit of an administrative nightmare if that is something that you need to deal with. So, Gary, thanks for that advice. Much appreciated. We look forward to catching up again next time here on Money Talks, powered by The Money School. Thank you for listening to Money Talks, powered by The Money School. To find out more about The Money School, head over to themoneyschool.co.za.